Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. Welcome to another week of our Lead Team Podcast, and we thank you so much for tuning in and spending uh, a few minutes with us, maybe on your drive into work or in your drive home from work. We'd like to keep it around uh, 20 minutes or so because we feel like that's probably the commute, depending on on uh, on how close you live to your uh, to your job. I know for me, I live. If there's no traffic, it's like seven minutes. But with traffic, it can be upwards of fifteen or, or twenty on certain days. So, but we have uh, Jason and Curtis with us. So we have uh, essentially the full team minus Ron, who should be starting to join us here pretty soon as he comes back from his uh, from his leave. And uh, and so yeah, so we what we do is we <clears throat> like to come together and spend just a few minutes kind of unpacking and talking about Sunday. So, uh, so I'll just ask kind of the prompt question that I always ask, what did the Lord do in your hearts on Sunday? You're looking at me. I'm looking You're looking at, at you. <laughs> um, I just, for me, looking at, isn't that like a sweet Caroline? No, yeah. reaching out. <laughs> reaching in sweet. Caroline. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I thought there was, uh, I thought it was a good service, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the kind of the overall feel. There's something about getting, like, into the Christmas season. The decorations were up, the music, like everything was just like, ah, it's that time of year, and you just feel an energy in the room that was brought on by all those aspects of it, kind of adding up. And so, Jason, all the work you put in last week was actually effective this time. I know for once. You know, it's funny, and this is this is not me trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I felt that the Christmas songs didn't necessarily cross the finish line for me. Like the music in this service, particularly this one, it was like, I'm not quite sure that these songs are landing. And sometimes that happens, you know, in a worship service. And just real talk behind the scenes, it's not about the emotions of how people feel or even how I feel like that's not what it's about. If we are faithful with what we are singing and confessing about Christ, then we've done the right thing. But our human nature and because of who God has, you know, put himself into us, we do have feelings and emotions tied up into this. And so I, I got to be honest, maybe I could have chosen more traditionally oriented Christmas songs. Like Rudolph or Frosty. Yeah, 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 of course, Rudolph. of course. Something about Santa Claus. You know, but more like, more Oh Come All You Faithful. Like, and we did that at the end, but just in the beginning to really bring people in. And I, I chose to go a different direction uh, just because I so often so many Christmas songs are trite. They're just repetitive. Yeah. They just yeah. say the same things over and over. And I wanted to give something more. I do think, though, that Oh Come All You Unfaithful really spoke to a lot of people. I shared oh, I the story too. during yeah. Yeah. rehearsal. I think that landed. I think that's the song. I agree with you. I actually agree with everything you said. It was it was interesting. Um, it did seem like, uh, and, and maybe it was just kind of coming into the Christmas season, sure. but that song really did. It landed. So let me tell a quick, and then we'll get serious again. Let me tell a quick <laughs> funny story. So some years ago, uh, during uh, right after Christmas, I'm in Israel. And we go to Bethlehem. I mean, it's like a few days after after Christmas. And so the Christmas spirit is still there. And uh, they still have all the lights. And we go to the Church of the Nativity, which is the traditional place. Probably not the actual place, but the traditional place where where people go to, uh, to look at the place where it's said 
uh, and this goes back to Queen Helena where Jesus was born. You know, and so we walk through Bethlehem, we get into this little place, we're looking into the place where they call the manger, and uh, the guide uh, gives the whole spill, and he says, looks around and says, maybe we can sing a Christmas song to commemorate this special moment. And my friend next to me from church, he's a young uh, uh, college student, he just goes, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's, you know, so quiet and echoey. And I just burst out. I'm like, oh, it. man. It was just, you know. That's but, so uh, funny. And this isn't, this is not a, a sad thing. This happens sometimes. It's, it does happen. So it's not a, it's not a big deal. This is not me getting down on myself. This no. is a normal part but of Let me, let me ask you life. this though. So you say, you say Christmas songs can be repetitive. And I think some can. But I also, I have a, a belief that Christmas songs are, can be, also at the same time, some of the richest theological right. songs. So Don't disagree. They tell stories. Yes. Um, they use Latin. I mean, there's all this stuff that, that they do that uh, when I'm listening to them, I'm thinking. I guess I also don't want people to become overwrought with them. But then I have to, this is one month out of the year. Give them everything yeah. they want the whole month. Well, the the yeah. danger and that's is fine. I yeah, just like here kinda, comes Santa Claus. Yeah, right. Exactly. The danger is that <laughs> Grandma with got any, run with over by song, a reindeer. <laughs> we we introduced our kids to that song the other day. <laughs> they thought and that and mommy kissing Santa Claus. Okay, they thought it was so funny. Oh yes, you have a story about this. Yes. So we're decorating last week, and I picked up. I had a, a very good playlist on uh, Spotify playing through the churches. We're putting up decorations. And I really try to make sure there's no secular, like not too many secular yeah. songs in there. I know people are fine with them. And like stuff maybe like it's that. cold outside. Right. But I try to oh. be careful. <laughs> but then Mommy Kissing Santa Claus comes on and I hear Hannah saying, Mommy, they're talking about kissing. And I'm like running. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I get on my phone because I can connect to the church Spotify on my phone. And I go to Amanda. I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Is it okay, like, if they hear songs like these? Like, do they know about yes. the big guy? And she's like, oh, yeah, they know about Santa Claus. I was like, okay. We, we treat him like we do Elsa or okay, Cinderella. Right. Like, we don't, we're not like, don't talk about Santa. What, right. We, we treat him, him like a fun character right. that's right. make-believe. Yeah. And that's, I just didn't know, but then I was like, and then there's kissing. I'm like, oh, man, I no, no, just no, no. like. <laughs> the background on us is that I brought that up at dinner a, a week or two ago. Right before Thanksgiving, I uh, was just introducing them to fun Christmas songs. Right. And they were giggling so much. Like, <laughs> they thought it was the funniest thing. And that's... Bethany, especially. Yeah. <laughs> so out there somewhere in the ether, back in my early days, there is an album. I did some, like, 20th anniversary recording of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Then there's also another album, and this is... It's called extra christmas or something like that i can't remember but the artist is zachary james and i did like an extreme version of oh holy night with him like insanely high like stupid high and he did it to be extra because he's an opera singer you can find it on spotify it's really have funny. you heard of um it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> have you heard of but he's it, an awesome guy is it smith jordan smith oh yeah have yeah. you heard of his uh grinch his Grinch version, dude, it's over the it's, top. It's over amazing. The top. Amazing. I mean, you're, am I mean, he's got that high red shirt and he kills it and it's really good. Okay. Like, but one of the best Christmas albums, and I've, I've got some real talk about the, the sermon, but one of the best Christmas albums, and we did most of it last year is Tommy Prophet's birth of a King. Oh yeah. It is epic. He does such a good treatment of modern cinematic, inspirational, mm. epic sound combined with the, like he brings the heart of the tradition right into it. 
but then he just turns them into something epic. It's mind blowing. So you know, um, Jordan Smith's on that album. So that's great. Yeah, we could spend so much time talking about uh, Christmas songs. I love Christmas songs. Um, I have a whole like playlist that I can't and and right. I don't have strong opinions about when you start, whether it's before no, or after no, no, Thanksgiving. No, no. I, I, I see the honest, fun debate, but I'll start listening to them again in January. Yeah. I mean, if you're around for me, <laughs> but, but, you know, I wrote that letter to the church, uh, recently and, um, you know, the Jared put some attention on, uh, a new song, a new version of silent night mm-hmm. by my favorite artist, Gavin DeGraw, who's a secular artist. Wah, 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 and wah, he's, got, he's so bluesy, but he, and I love, I, okay, let me, let me share. I love, dude, it's amazing. I love it, Ooh. and I might be the only one that does. But no, it was good. I listened to. It. I love the uh, the old Motown, no. the yeah. Jackson Five, Diana Ross, oh, yeah. like the Temptations. I love that album, the Christmas album, and I know it's oh. like uh, people like they they'll say it's whiny or this or that. Oh, I don't know awesome. why. Well, but Gavin classic. DeGraw, his Silent Night is classic. has a Motown vibe, and when and so for me listening to the voice of a guy that I love listening right, to his right, right, poetry right. basically. Uh, listening to him and he has a faith background i don't i don't think he you know i'm pretty sure he doesn't uh but he does he's been exposed to the gospel right, he's right, talked right, about right. how it's impacted his life mm-hmm. and um has some cool stories about that but when he gets to the end and sings jesus lord at thy birth oh it does it does good things for my soul so this is going to be a hard question for me but either current favorite or like all-time favorite christmas album curtis go Okay, well, oh, man, that's hard. I know. It's so hard. Okay, well, my favorite Christmas album is, is Glenn Miller's Nutcracker. Uh, yes. I just can't. The big band. You can have two. I, I, I love that. That one's, that one's secular, obviously. The Nutcracker is not uh, sacred music. But then, like, you actually. pretty close to Jesus, I'll tell you that yeah, much. It's real good. And, and then, but really, uh, of all things, I actually think my favorite Christmas album is uh, a Christmas album Russ Taft did like 25 years ago, and it's Crooner. Folks, Russ Taft. Yes, we have a Russ. I mean, Russ is like, I don't know, 80? But but it's a Crooner thing. It's you like want to talk about classic cheese. The guitar, the guitar, the jazz guitar and, and blues guitar in it is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The music, the music itself is so good. Really enjoyable stuff. By the way, Curtis is the oldest guy in the room, and it shows. Uh, yes, very much so. Jared, what are your favorites? So I don't have a favorite Christmas album. I was I, th- I was thinking, do I? But I have favorite versions of songs. Okay. So I kind of create my own album. So oh. um, millennial, I have like, ladies and gentlemen, millennial, millennial in the room, burned exactly. CD right here. That is yeah. this guy, <laughs> LimeWire. Yeah, I haven't burned a CD in a while. Um, Napster, Napster over here. Um, <laughs> Good old Napster. So. Like I think of, uh, and a lot of the versions I like are probably not the more popular versions. So, like Emily Ann Roberts, who's kind of a relatively unknown country singer from The Voice, she has um, she has the best version of uh, oh, what's the name of the song? Um, the one where I'm, I'm on the spot, so I'm not thinking of, of it really. Uh, what is it? Um, Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, she has one I like. I love Casting Crowns' version of uh, I heard my favorite Christmas song is "I Heard the Bells." Yeah. So they have a different Very version good. of that. I love their yeah, that's version. Good, and uh, because typically I love the traditional version, but their version of that, you know, is good. Um, 
I love Gavin DeGroff's Silent Night, as I said. Mm-hmm. And and then Stephen Curtis Chapman has a uh, version he's, of Hark the Herald. He's got some good Christmas albums. Yes, he does. And so I, I kind of like have favorite versions of songs um, that I've just picked up over the years. And uh, and so and then sometimes it's nostalgia, sure, you know, like absolutely. Here here's a way out of left field, Conway Twitty, <laughs> which and you say I'm old, which my grandma down listened to, down, and he's got this down, silly down, silly down, down. version of him and a in a bells. a Twitty bird doing like a, a prance through christmas wonderland and my grandma had that on all the time as a yes kid. with that warm tone no. so man oh, i can't TV. stand it we'll but i love cards. it because i, I listen to it as a kid so what how about you um so i love the nutcracker it's something i grew up mm-hmm. on um i actually danced in the nutcracker uh, a few I years i still wish there was a video of that as well i'm sure there is there might be some i'm glad there Facebook. isn't i'm just gonna say that um but yes, yeah, so the Nutcracker is a huge classic for me. Bruno and I have gone and seen it many times. We love it. Um, I also really enjoy uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra for years, obsessed with oh, them, yeah. loved all their stuff. But this year, and it kind of just changes year by year, um, I'm really loving the Worship Initiative's Christmas album that they just released. It's yeah. really well done. I've got some friends who wrote on it uh, from New City Collective and stuff like that. So it's been really cool to see their work come to light. Um, I think my favorite song this year is Crown Him, Glory in the Highest from them. That's been a Christmas song that I've really enjoyed. And I think maybe that's why for me Christmas music can be repetitive, Jared, to kind of full circle it. Because I listen to so much. I know so many versions of everything that's out there. And so I just very quickly, I'm quick to say, nope, same old, same old. Like there's nothing new out there for me. So when I hear something new that tells a story in a new way, that's when I get captured. Yeah. But I have to remember that not everybody spends literally their life immersed in music. Right? Yeah. So, so like the, the song I was thinking of was Oh Holy Night. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just because it's got the high, that's a hard song to sing. That's a great And song. you have to have the chops to sing that. And you, so I love Emily and Roberts. Another version. classical song that's great is Gerald Finzi's Intera Pax. Fantastic. Is some kind of cereal or no? It's it's like 15 <laughs> minutes long, but it tells the whole story from Luke chapter two. I actually goes sang through. that many years ago. It's intensely difficult. So, so I think that uh, that yeah, I mean it's um, Andrew Peterson's Christmas mm. album is so good. is unique. I'm so bummed that that's out of print now. It was like available, and I know the guy who arranged it. I need to call him and say, hey, can I? Yeah, but that you, we we sang that not that uh, some songs from that like uh, "Labor of uh, Love." Yeah, 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 yeah. The songs are unique, which I love. Yeah. But they're really well done. And it, man, he it's behold the lamb. Yeah, it's and he did, he goes on tour with it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's 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 one of yeah. the best ones, and it's not traditional at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's not what you would expect. But yeah. it goes from Genesis. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, yeah I have a couple of those songs on my Christmas playlist for sure. He's he's the modern day mix of uh, like a Rich Mullins and a Cadman's Call. Yeah, and so they just it's and now Jared ages himself yeah. happily happily hey, to do it. <laughs> Rich Mullins was the man. Kids don't understand. Talk about a poet, man. So, All right, so let's get back to this. Yeah, I did have... Wait, you um, preached a message this week? <laughs> so, one, uh, we're not really getting a lot of quotations lately. Um, so I would like you to somehow figure out how to bring like, the Star Wars Christmas special into things or something like that. Like, we've got to hear something. Like, you've got to, yeah. but you got to relate it to Christmas. But really, in all seriousness, I wanted you to talk about your second point. Okay. 
and I'm going to read it out loud so everybody yeah, tell me, gets I don't context. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> Inward devotion to Christ turns outward actions into gospel reflections. I think I understand that, mm-hmm. but could you just in f- the five minutes we have left, yeah. can you kind of talk more about what that means? Because that to me, we're, we're kind of going even into some stuff from James and stuff like that, talking about, you know, works and faith. Yeah. So could you talk more about living by the spirit through that? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the main thing I wanted uh, to get across in this, this past Sunday sermon was uh, there's a lot of talk right now there has been for several uh, years about what's our place in the marketplace in the voting booth. And, you know, what, how do, how do we take what we believe and do it out there? And then, um, and then you have all these tensions that kind of blossom out of that. And the word that tends to come up is social justice. And, you know, then you then you have Christians fighting over, well, it's social justice or is it biblical justice or is it just yeah. justice? And so I think what Paul does in Romans eight, in a sense is I think he really just kind of, and Romans answers a lot of the questions that we tend to fight about. Right. Um, and uh, in Romans 8, I think living by the Spirit means, first and foremost, uh, and this is the implication of, of the law in our relationship with it, is we have to be careful that our faith is not doesn't get the cart before the horse in this way. When we talk about gospel reflections, so how that shows up in the voting booth, how that shows up in our evangelism, how that shows up in everything we think, say, and do, uh, it ultimately begins in the heart, and so, um, and so the inner the, kind of the inner testimony that we have has to do with um, our personal relationship with the Lord. And so, before we get, uh, so the whole point of the sermon and that specific point was to drill home. Hey, uh, he the first point was all about the out the outer right. testimony, but then I said, okay, that there's that, but but here's really where Paul's talking about. That's the blossom of of uh, living by the Spirit, which means the indwelling of the Spirit. Mm. And so, yeah, it was really just a, a, about remembering uh, to put the focus on where it ought to be. Um, and I think if you read through the Psalms, if you look at Jesus's relationship, an, an example of praying to the Father, it was always it's always that proverbial prayer closet. Yeah. And that's really what I wanted to hone in on. When when I think about that and, and what you just said, that reminds me of kind of. It makes me think of the the border crisis. Mm. We've got people, human beings, who are coming, and there are different political stances of how we should handle immigration that people have that are good, not necessarily good or bad. They're just different approaches to it. But none of it changes the fact that there are people in need, and as believers in Christ, we need to minister to people in mm-hmm. need, no matter how they became in need. And I think that that's a that's a a time when our political stances. And our our faith stance maybe don't always line up, and we have to say, okay, I need, am I looking at this through a spiritual lens, through the gospel and through what God has done for me and the grace He's given to me, in Him living in me? Am I building my actions through that or through an ideal that I have that isn't necessarily a wrong idea, but it doesn't correspond in the same way. I just think it's it's a it's a challenge for us to consider. Yeah. So whatever's happening politically, uh, in other words, the simple fact is is you, if you're standing at the border, and you see and you have the opportunity to feed to feed people who are uh, for whatever reason are there, and you have the 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 ability to wrap a wound, whatever whatever's happening politically, uh, our Christian faith drives us to care about the human being. That's yeah. the simple fact of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So like, where is that leading us down for the rest of the year as we get into the end of 2023? Yeah, so uh, when in Rome extends it to 2024, um, we have really one more sermon left for this year because of our Christmas activities. And so that'll be this coming Sunday. We're going to talk about uh, uh, living as sons, which is kind of a great, I think, segue. So as Paul continues, he, I love how he argues, argues, argues for grace and uh, over law or grace is the fulfillment of the law, rather. And then he's now he's starting to tell us what that means, what it looks like practically. And um, and so now we, we uh, living by the spirit and living as sons and daughters and uh, which I think is a great segue into the one true son, Jesus. And so we'll talk about the uh, that through Romans eight this Sunday. And then uh, we will kind of take a little bit of a of a rest from the series as we focus on our Christmas activities. We have our um, we have our. Christmas uh, service on the 17th. We have Christmas candlelight on the 24th, and then we have kind of a New Year's break, and then we jump back into things in uh, in January. So, well, thank you for tuning in today, and uh, we'll look forward to meeting with you next week. Thanks for listening. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.